You don't get it, son. This isn't a mud hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. sessions in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman. See, Batman had shown Gotham the true colors of Hey there, Bat friends and family. Welcome back to another magical episode of the Eternal Night Podcast, where you already know, we, you already know who we are. We already know exactly who's here. It is myself, the one, the only, unfiltered Philip Parker, and of course, joined by the one and only Craig Omega, Craig Playlock. Craig, bud, how you doing? Doing good. It's been a bit, but, you know, holidays and everything. Oh, it's just but more than holidays, but you're, back. you're right. <laughs> yeah, and we're going into even more holidays. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, the holidays are pretty killer. The holidays are quite cold for a lot of people, depending on your part of the planet. Uh, I know it's definitely chilly here in California. Is it pretty chilly over there out in Missouri? Oh, yeah. we're Tomorrow, we're dipping into the 30s. Oh, are you getting yeah. snow? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so possibly. And even if it does, it probably won't stick, but it might be our first snowfall. Oh, okay. Lucky you. Yeah, I mean, it's been, been cold throughout the night here, but it's... Uh, not not quite, you know, if I wanted snow in California, I'd have to go up a bit further north. Yeah, you could say over here, a freeze is coming. Oh, yeah. You know, if this is if this episode's <laughs> any kind of indication of what that commentary track's going to be like at the end of the year, I'm going to just prepare myself now. And unfortunately, I don't have any bottles of wine. So, um it's funny you mentioned that, but yeah, it, 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 Craig is right. It has been quite a bit since our last episode. We're now in the month of December. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the holidays. Uh, I'm actually in the process of trying to find another place to live. So I have been exquisitely busy. Craig as well has also been very busy with real life things. So, um, if the episodes become a little sparse, y'all know why. Yeah. And we're going to uh, try our best, but life. 
Exactly. Speaking of life, you know, with the way time kind of st- sticks in a flat circle and things change and things happen, um, the Batgirl movie has, has you know, started filming and, and I'm actually kind of surprised by that. I, I, I'm genuinely excited at the fact that a Batgirl movie is even happening to begin with. Never thought I'd see that that ever come to fruition. Yeah, it's really exciting that finally this character is going to get a live action film. Yeah. And I forget who is who is playing her. Uh Leslie Grace is the title role. Uh looks like J.K. Simmons is going to reprise his role as Commissioner Gordon from uh Zack Snyder's Justice League, so that's going to be pretty awesome. And um, I'm very curious, and, and kind of looks like all things considered, it's pointing towards Ben Affleck being the Batman that might potentially show up in this movie. I would love that. I think a lot of people would actually love that. Um, I feel like a, there's a bit more of a reinforcement with that happening too, because Michael Keaton, I think, just said he's going to go do more additional stuff for Morbius. So if he's shooting stuff for Morbius, then that absolutely means that he can't be on the set for Batgirl because yep. that movie's shooting too. So. I like where this movie's headed, and also that you know they've also cast uh, Brendan Fraser in the role of Firefly, and he actually just had a birthday. So uh, happy birthday to Brendan Fraser! They actually—that's uh, gonna be awesome. I I want to see him in this kind of role. He's always played, you know, a hero, you know, the good guy. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of a role where he was a villain. So there was a picture, and then I actually saw the video of um, the directors bringing out a birthday cake to him, and it had a bunch of fire around it. Um, I'm very curious to see what their take on Firefly is, and I'm very curious to see where this story fits into the the DC Extended Films universe. So, exciting and times. Christina Hodson is writing it, which should be interesting. She wrote Birds of Prey and, and The Flash. Did... Right, and The Flash? Yep. Okay, you kind of cut out there for a second. <laughs> yeah, you went, uh, you, yeah, your voice kind of went robotic there for a second, and then you faded away. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. So did yours. That was weird. That was weird. But yeah, Christina Hodson uh, wrote The Flash, wrote Birds of Prey, and she's also written the, the current treatment for Batgirl. So it's going to be very exciting to see where that all converges, if it converges anywhere. Um, and, you know, I think even... Yeah, Black Canary also has a movie in the works, too, on HBO Max. And I, I think Batgirl is the first of what is supposed to be many standalone HBO Max-exclusive DC films. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't realize they're saying it's uh, going to premiere sometime next year. I didn't think it was going to be that soon. What? Wow. Yeah, that's quick. If that's the case. Yeah, according to this uh, article I'm looking at, detailing the actors and the writers and everything, and then uh, meanwhile in October it was announced that actor Brandon Fraser will play the villain Firefly. Batgirl was set to premiere on HBO Max sometime in 2022. Wow. That's actually really cool so i mean i got to imagine if it if it is going to be in 2022 i would imagine fall you'd have to think right because you know the batman comes out in march mm-hmm. right and then black adam comes out in july and then in november they have the flash and then in december aquaman 2 the lost kingdom so you you would have to think like 
Batgirl oh, would yeah, have I to completely would have forgot that Aquaman was in December. Yeah, yeah. So if if Batgirl does come out next year, yeah, it would it would probably have to be in like you know September October. Yeah, it'd be a stacked DC movie year. Yeah, tell me about it. It belongs to the Batman mostly. I mean, of course, you've got Black Adam, Flash, yeah. and Aquaman in there. But my gosh, you know the Flash movie has two Batman in it. If all th- if you know all the Easter eggs and the teases the directors are pointing towards, you know Ben Affleck very well could possibly be in Batgirl as well. So on top of that, the Batman. And also, even uh, I would imagine the Cape Crusader, I think, is supposed to hopefully come out next year. The animated show from uh, Bruce Tim, J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and there's one other person attached to that. Who was it? Um, Paul Dini, I think. Oh, James Tucker. And, That's who it was. And I believe, did you see the, the announcement about the um, Batman audio adventures? Isn't Jeffrey Wright the voice of Batman in that? Uh, let me see here. It might be somebody else, but I know Jeffrey Wright definitely lended his voice to Batman on an audio podcast of some sort. I think it's on HBO Max, too. Yeah, it was something... See, this is different. What I had read... Man, I wish I had saved the article. It had to do with the fact that they're doing a audio show podcast, and it was going to be a continuation of the animated series. Hmm. Did not hear about this. Yeah, news to me. They've announced quite a few different Batman podcasts, I think. Yeah, here it is right here. Uh, Audio drama will continue the 1990s Batman animated series. Writer Alan Burnett is developing the project. They will bring back the original voice cast, Conroy, Kevin Conroy, John Glover as the Riddler. Ooh, okay. You've got me sold. I mean, yeah. John John Glover, you know, great actor, number one. Number two, his Riddler is right up there with Conroy and Hamill as far as iconicity. I, re- I really love the way his Riddler sounds and the way he voiced the Riddler in, in the episodes that he was in. So I have no opposition to that. Yeah, this article actually was just published yesterday, and it said that it was announced by Kevin Conroy and John Glover at um, Los Angeles Comic-Con on Saturday. That makes sense. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, yeah. I'm down for that. I mean, if you're going to continue in Batman Animated Series Sandbox, why not? I mean, they've they've already done that in um, comic book form. Like, they they have uh, Batman... The adventures continue. They're, I think they do it by seasons now, and they're in like a season two, and they've introduced like the, the version of the Court of Owls. And oh, for sure, in the last season, they did a take on the Red Hood and Deathstroke. So they're oh, really, really, yeah, they're really starting to branch out as far as uh, that universe is concerned. <laughs> John Glover was quoted saying, "The Riddler's back, and he's in, and he's evolved in many ways." I'm so glad that Riddler is making a reprisal. Yeah, because it's been years. I mean, I would have to imagine that some of the the Arkham games really helped, you know, string that along 
in a big mm-hmm. way. But it's just nice to for me anyway because he's one of my favorite villains, and I'm really excited to see what the Riddler, what kind of traps and what kind of riddles the Riddler has for Batman in the Batman. Yeah, it's nice to see that this character who I feel like the Riddler for the longest time, he's a staple in Batman's rogue gallery. You know, people know who he is, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't really, besides the animated series, when was the last time he got any kind of attention, really anything? You know, it really kind of begins with, um, I think, in Zero Year. There's a story there from Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo that really kind of propelled the Riddler back in a, in a certain spotlight. And then also, of course, uh, Arkham Asylum had uh-huh. you collecting the Riddle trophies. And then, of course, by Arkham City, you were full on saving people from death traps. And I feel like that really influenced the, um, a modernized take on the character that you could develop in, in other mediums. And even so, you know, there's also a take where the Riddler in the Telltale games is a, is a former vigilante, but then kind of loses his mind a little bit and goes full on serial killer, which was a take that I actually quite enjoyed because his traps were very, very nuts and very intricate as, as they should be. I need to go back. I need to play those again. I played the first season of the Telltale game, but I never played the second. The second season is by and far I'm my favorite of the two. Interesting. Yeah, I might have to pick that up. I think it's on sale on Xbox Game Pass or Xbox uh, Marketplace right now. You know who else is a, a villain in that season? Hmm. Mr. Freeze. Indeed. Who also happens to be another one of my favorite villains. That's a, that's a thing. He's potentially rumored, maybe, possibly, could be in a sequel to the Batman. If that's the case, Matt Reeves... You're the man, man, because yeah. you're just doing all my favorite villains, and I'm totally okay with that. But, uh, you know, I, I did kind of post on the on the podcast page's Twitter of what our episode is going to be, and it is quite cool, all things considered. We, we are going to be doing a nice little commentary track to uh, Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, because we are now again in the month of December. It's getting chilly, and f- the most important thing to anyone is family. And I feel like this movie definitely kind of takes that into perspective in more ways than one. And uh, this is actually Craig's idea. Craig came up with the idea of doing this movie because of the cold themes. And I said, why not? You know, before I start getting really heavily into the move, I figured we should probably give you guys one last good one before Christmas. We might still be able to get one out by Christmas. And we're absolutely going to probably do that commentary on <laughs> New Year's. Where it's we're... also, yeah, again, it's all. I also did it to kind of prepare ourselves for what you can say is a good version of Mr. Freeze and something that we can experience later down the line. I was actually thinking about that, how juxtaposed these two movies are. You know, you've got this movie, which was supposed to debut around Batman and Robin. And then because of the reception of Batman and Robin, this movie got pushed back. Yeah. (laughs) Which is ironic because this is by and far vastly a superior Mr. Freeze story in every conceivable way. Oh, yeah. Because... Batman and Robin, it's just, he's, you know, evil Mr. Freeze trying to take over the world. And this, there's, there's some purpose here. There's some pretty twisted, maniacal, but personal purposes here. I feel like, too, just, uh, you know, to avoid any spoilers, but as we get into this, it, it does give this version of Mr. Freeze 
like a true ending and we've never really seen that you know the villains always kind of come back in these kind of shows and i feel like this kind of gave his story arc an end which was kind of refreshing to see yeah they still brought him back but i think they brought him back in a smart way in that the thing that what happened to him eventually became the thing that was going to kill him so Mm -hmm. what they did with him by animated series you know season four or whatever you want to call it you know the new batman adventures his body began to deteriorate because of this so what they did was they stuck his head in a in a in just the dome and they gave him like a spider like oh man it was wild what they did with mr freeze and i feel like there's something creepy there you could maybe explore if you really wanted to like just full-on honor the animated series version of mr freeze but you know it's it's arguably probably the best version of the character oh hands down and I feel like this movie kind of cements that in a lot of ways. I feel, you know, Michael, Michael Ansara provided his voice to the character for quite some time, and I know, pretty sure he did this movie. Yep, he was. He yeah. was Mr. Freeze in this, too. That's what I thought. And that's that's what I was actually just going to mention, that, like, you know, you and I have talked about when we think of Batman, you typically think, right away you hear Kevin Conroy's voice in your head. Mm-hmm. When you hear Joker, you're thinking Mark Hamill's Joker. Same thing with Mr. Freeze. You hear Mr. Freeze, you immediately hear Michael Ansara's robotic, just menacing voice of right. Mr. Freeze. Right. Very true. Very true. I feel I I feel like Barbara Gordon's voice is the only one that's different. Yeah, she's played. I actually have the voice guest right here. She is played by Mary Kay Bergman. Right. Because I think in the animated series, it's somebody else, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I could be wrong about that, but I'm just going to double check just to be safe. But I feel like the voice might be different. Let's see here. Rupert Thorne, Selena Kyle, Poison Ivy, Renee Montoya. Melissa Gilbert. Melissa, For the animated I, series? Uh, that's what I'm looking at right here. Yes. Uh, she was the first, then Mary Kay Bergman, and then Tara Strong came in. She was the third voice of Batgirl in the DC animated universe. Okay. That makes sense. So Batgirl's actually had three different voice actresses over the years. But for this movie specifically, it's Mary Kay Bergman. Who unfortunately passed away at the age of 38, November 11th, 1999. Oh, wow. Unfortunate. Fortunate to hear that. But yeah, we have decided to uh, do Batman, Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero. Well, this being too, like I told you, this was my first time seeing Sub-Zero. It's it's just kind of one of those things I thought about. I was like, I don't know how I missed this. Being such a Batman fan, I'd seen so many animated movies, shows, you know, and I just somehow Sub-Zero went under the radar for me. So I remember when Sub-Zero got pushed back and... I was kind of devastated, but then I remember waking up that following Easter and being exquisitely excited because I was sitting there in my Easter basket, (laughs) and I didn't 
I this is one one of the animated movies that I watch more often than not. I think I probably watch this one more than Mask of the Phantasm because well, I didn't own Mask of the Phantasm on VHS for a long time. I did own this one though, and even rewatching it now before we started recording and as we're about to watch it again, I I'm just actually really surprised by how really crisp, well done a lot of the animation is. Um, it's only yeah. an hour long which isn't bad at all. It's, it's basically just kind of like an extended episode of Batman the Animated Series. Hey, they really could have turned this into a, a two-parter. Yeah, they probably could have. Or maybe even a three-parter if they really, really wanted to. But yeah, for our commentary, Craig and I have pulled up the HBO Max version of it. If you have it on um, Blu-ray, DVD, whichever, you know, go ahead and feel free to get marked up to either, you know, the black screen or right before the Warner WB logo because we're both queued up to the zero zero mark uh, as we like to always do with these commentaries I'll do three two one and then press play and we'll both be off to the races so uh, Craig I'm, I'm ready to go if you are man yes sir okie doke well that said gents uh, three two one play Okay, and there's the Warner logo with Bugs Bunny, which you don't see hardly anymore. It's kind of unfortunate. The opening kind of reminds me of Mask of the Phantasm. See, I actually thought Batman 89. Yeah, that's true too. And the hint of red even kind of invokes a little bit of Batman and Robin. But I did like how it also begins with the freeze gun freezing the symbol, and then it just puts the word Sub-Zero within the bat logo. But this, um, this opening shot underneath the Arctic with the fish, these, these rock formations, written by Randy Rogel, Boyd Kirkland, these you know this this actually looks a lot more polished and a lot more you know it looks a little bit higher quality than what we've normally been accustomed to in the animated series and look at the polar bear you can definitely see kind of like how in mask of the phantasm how they were just kind of starting to play around with computer animation, you can see that they're getting a bit more comfortable using it in this one. Yeah, and I feel like they made really good use of it too in all the necessary spots, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Wow, music by Michael McQuiston? Not by Shirley Walker, that's kind of surprising. There's good old Victor Freeze getting his dinner. I like how the polar bears are kind of like upset with him. Like, hey man, I'm about to have a bite. Well, they all got to eat, right? So we got a couple people underneath the submarine here and this is actually 
the last thing I kind of remembered about it, this this intro was probably the last thing I really remembered. I remembered the gist of the story, what that Freeze and another cohort steal you know, they kidnap Barbara Gordon to essentially utilize her in some way to, you know, save Nora Freeze, right? It's yeah. the fine details that, that, you know, kind of escape me as a child. But going back and watching it now and even just kind of taking in the animation and like how, you know, how is it even possible? Of course, Mr. Freeze, he, he can only survive in sub-zero level. That's why he's able to swim in the Arctic, like almost bare naked yeah. with bears. I don't know if there's some intentional there, but regardless, still a cool visual nonetheless. And I feel like, you know, that's always been the, the beautiful thing about Batman in the animated series is that it toes the line of, of realistic and fantasy just fine. Yeah. I like that, how the ice just kind of cracks off of him. Yeah. I like how they both have fish in their mouth, mm -hmm. the bears. <laughs> and they walk with him. Mm -hmm. They don't walk behind him, they walk with him. I think that's pretty interesting. That he treats them like equals, which is all pretty cool, all things considered. This poor kid, Kunak. <laughs> this poor yeah. kid. Oh man. Oh, this poor kid. It's interesting to see Mr. Freeze like hanging around with someone else because he's always been on his own. Besides well, his goons. It's so rare to see him even just shed any sense of emotion towards anybody yeah. else. Because, you know, he's his main main his main his goal is to save his wife no matter what. He has, you know, a lot of, you know, he's frozen on the inside for lack of better phrasing here. He doesn't feel much of anything. And it, it is a nice juxtaposition to actually see him care for someone that isn't him or his wife. Mm -hmm. And even here... You know, this this intro, like, he he's in the middle of nowhere. He's trying his best to just preserve her so he can come up with a cure. And he finds a flower out in the middle of the freaking Arctic. Yeah. Dude. And he says, he tells her, you know, the day we met is the happiest day of my life. And this, you know, he brings her, like, a, a, I don't know what kind of flower this is. I think it might be a, just a daisy, maybe? I don't know. If I'm wrong, someone let me know. And that, that voice again, too, man. Michael Ansar's voice, even when he's not in the suit. Do you feel like they might have taken some cues from uh, Little Mermaid there with, with Norris? Yeah, head? yeah, I think so. So this is where things start to get. This is where the story kind of you know propels and kicks off because these these people in the submarine are about to, well, screw things up royally for Doctor Freeze, and uh, it's pretty unfortunate what happens here. Where did he fall? What did he fall onto? Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was so... Oh. Oh. And there it goes. Yep. Now, again, remember, too, me having never seen this, I saw that happen. I'm like, is this what the plot's going to be? They, they killed the wife, so now he's just going to go mad? Because Not the way quite. that thing fell and the way it cracked open, I'm like, did they just, they killed Nora Freeze? Not quite. Not quite. 
His polar bears coming to help. Yeah, they do. Poor Kunak. <laughs> Ooh, and that, that is that's just a horrifying shot right there. That's that's a good way of invoking a, a feeling without showing a complete picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? And these 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 researchers are about to catch some hell, unfortunately. <laughs> The sad part is they have no idea. Oh, I know, right? Like that's that is the worst part. Like they have absolutely no idea what they what they're in for. Because like they weren't they weren't like seeking him out or anything. No, they just happened to rise up right where he was. Yep. And their crew paid the consequence, and they just did as well. <laughs> My goodness. two weeks later and right there i mean what mr freeze already has a you know over a dozen on his body count something like that because i mean ain't no one coming out there to save them so those people are dead you know now that you mentioned that you know we don't have the normal music composer i can already tell looking back at when i watched it the music does sound just a little different than like your typical batman animated series score yeah because it wasn't shirley walker who scored this based on what i saw in the credits i mean obviously you know they, they still use similar themes from shirley walker and danny elfman but yeah you know it, it is interesting to note that shirley walker did not in fact score this yeah this 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 shows you like the state that Gotham is in that crooks they don't worry about what they're doing this guy just happened to walk by he's like oh cool Jules doesn't put a mask on or anything like that just eh, I'm gonna go in there I'm gonna steal some stuff yeah and then my guy's gonna come pick me up and mm -hmm. y'all ain't gonna do nothing about it and then, you know it just takes advantage of an old person that's not cool either yeah but I bet they feel lucky bunch of yeah. punks Oh, boys, you guys are just in for a show. Oh, speaking of show, there he is. And I love this the way... This was interesting, too. Yeah, I've never seen him do this before. It's probably the most rec one of the most reckless things he could do, because, I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's on top of a car, he's got his own cape over the drivers, and they're obviously just crashing into a bunch of shit. So, it is a little unsafe. But this shot right here, though, this is this is just classic Batman. What he does next here, <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> They're already spooked. One of them really is just like, let me just roll down the window and see what happens. Oh, uh, I'm gonna touch this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and Robin just comes out of nowhere too. I love that. And he just reels him back with the grapple gun. Robin doesn't have time to chase him.
I like this for what Batman says to them. We're going to be watching you. <laughs> Do you have a bird? Yeah. I thought, I thought this was what I was hearing. Yeah, so I had to go run over and shut my door real quick because she decided she wanted to try to be on the podcast too. It's okay. I don't know you have your own little Robin. That's fun. Mm-hmm. So I love how they just do their business and Alfred calls him and says, hey, you're going to be late to this thing. And mm -hmm. Batman's just like, let's just meet up in two minutes. And then, then there's somehow, some way, of course, they're in Alfred's car, fully clothed, <laughs> In a two-minute time span, it would take a legitimate genius philanthropist to pull something like that off. That man is an escape artist. I like that. What would we we would be lost without? What would we do without you? Honestly, sir, I don't know. He says something like that. I don't remember what he says exactly, but he that, that got a chuckle out of me too. Ah, commish. children's fundraiser too I love how they're also kind of in garb that kind of hint at their characters like Bruce yeah. is in a black and gray tuxedo and Dick is in a blue and black and gray tuxedo I like this this uh, jump back and forth while Commissioner Gordon's talking about her oh well he's talking about his daughter she's just beating the snot out of criminals mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty awesome Oof. Which you'd have to wonder. We're probably going to get something like that, yeah, in the live action film. I would hope. I do like this costume for Batgirl, but I do think that I, I really like the more modern take that we've got lately, the with the purple and gold. So I actually enjoy the redesign they did for Batgirl in the fourth season in the new Batman Adventures where it was black and yellow black and yellow yeah that one was cool um yeah I don't mind the one they they did here it's not it's not a bad design poor Bruce Wayne such a life yeah what a life right <laughs> Oh, and here's the other bad guy of the story. Yep. Mr. Gregory Belson. God, who does he remind me of? I don't know. He reminds me of somebody. Yeah, the interesting, his eyes, I find it so interesting that his eyes are so much different than any other character in this, in this movie. Yeah, he's got ice blue eyes as opposed to everyone else. Yeah. You'd have to wonder if that's intentional or not. Mm-hmm. So he's talking with, like, his lawyer's accountant or something, and he's pretty much in a kind of a bag. Made some bad investment choices. Something like that. And, of course, Barbara Gordon appears here. Yes, slime ball. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he seems happy. It is interesting that the cars in this one seem to have just a slight more modern design than like what the animated series typically had. Some of them do. I agree. And I even feel like some of the animation is just a little bit more crisper here, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the idea of keep me waiting so long. <laughs> I love how defensive Commissioner Gordon is. I, I like it, too, especially <laughs> after he was just so confident, like, oh, don't worry, Dick. You're at <laughs> yeah. the top of her list. But remember, it's like uh, <laughs> just being a dad. Good old never-ending dad life. See, that's what you get to look forward to in about. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was just going to say that. Yeah. So this is straight out of a horror movie. Yeah. So, you know, you're driving, you know, what looks to be normal climate, and then all of a sudden, freeze. Like, what? Okay, suspension of disbelief aside, <laughs> I really think that that would have went a little farther. You know what? I'm just yeah. gonna shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey man, he came out with it without yeah. a scratch. I mean, look at that suit's all still pers that shot, man. Is, yep, that's exactly what I was talking about. Straight out of a horror movie. God, I love his voice when he's in the freeze suit. Yeah, this is yet to be topped. This look, this design, yet to be topped. They came, I will say, they came close in Batman Arkham City. I did I really like Batman, or uh, Mr. Freeze's design in that. I agree. I agree completely. But yeah, nothing can top this. No. Not at all. Come on, Reeves, prove us wrong. I know, right? If you decide to use Mr. Freeze in a future Batman movie, Mr. Matt Reeves, <laughs> by all means, prove us wrong. Just put him in a Nightwing suit already. Oh, wait, not everyone. It's, it's a few seasons farther down. Dick is just eager to get some alone time with Barbara, isn't he? That look that she had when she was looking away with him, like, just smiling, just like, I've got him. <laughs> right. And, you know, this is honestly one of the more honest relationships in DC mm -hmm. canon. I mean, obviously, Dick Grayson is a lot like Bruce Wayne in certain ways, but he's also a little bit more, uh, what's the word here? Um, consistent, I yeah. guess would be the best way <laughs> yeah. to put it. Um because he's obviously had his relationships with the likes of, you know, Starfire and, of course, Barbara Gordon. Mm -hmm. I, I myself, I, I'm, I, I kind of go back and forth between the two of which one I like more. Yeah. Bilson. Why is her skin blue? Hmm. Why is all their skin blue? 
And it just gives you that chill factor. That's true. Very chilly where they're at. Mr. Freeze is really starting. Like, you see Mr. Freeze, I think, at his most emotional worst in this movie. Yeah. He, he is truly at his most unstable here in this film. Well, this, this movie has to take place at least after the fact that Barbara's been introduced as Batgirl. So obviously mm -hmm. it also takes place after Heart of Ice, too. Yep. Does it come before or after Deep Freeze, though? I don't remember. I, think I feel like it would have had to. I think it might. Just given the way this ends. Yeah. So I like how they go from going from trying to use a deceased donor to a living mm -hmm. donor. And even Belson's just like, dude, no, this is, they're like, and then he even contemplates, he's like, you know what? <laughs> he does it for gold too. It's like, you are a slime <laughs> ball, aren't you? Well, I love just how quickly Freeze, he didn't even think about it. Like the second he's like, there are no dead donors that are eligible he's just like well we're gonna have to use a live one didn't even skip a beat yeah it was without question that he that he did that oh here's one barbara gordon now you gotta wonder did he choose her just because her name was the closest to nora's name no, they just they specifically chose Barbara <laughs> based on well, I mean, you know why. <laughs> Do college people still roommate together? Do they still have landline phones that they answer for each other? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. This is why doctors scare me. Just put, mm -hmm. putting that out there right now. This this is exactly why doctors scare me. Because some of them might be sick with experimentation, <laughs> ulterior motives, something like that. I don't know. I don't know why, too. When this this these guys start playing their jazz music, I just immediately think of the mask. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the mask before we started recording. <laughs> Which, uh, shout out to DC Film Squadcast for an excellent movie review on The Mass. That was a great episode, you guys. Good job. <laughs> I got Diggs dodging every which way to the table. Using, just, just using to, those skills he yeah, learned from Bruce. Just to save his drinks. Good man. And... Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> See, he already looks like a young chapping Bruce Wayne. He does super fit to take over the role of Batman not because he probably doesn't want to mm -hmm. he'd probably punch him in the face first <laughs> and see here like what you said how we see Freeze at his most unhinged in this yeah I mean, 
he gives no he gives nothing he just walks in with his polar bears <laughs> right and and they're just by his side yeah no f's to give just this full <laughs> dude this dude no pets allowed the pet policy <laughs> you're not worried about anything else it's just like you understand he brought in polar bears right <laughs> And, like, right here. Okay, no one's going to tell me who Barbara Gordon is. My polar bears are going to eat this man. So Barbara Gordon better make herself readily available, or this man is going to be bear food. And she goes. The hero she is, mm -hmm. good on her. But, man, that's... Whew, that's something. Because, you know, in any other episode... If he was trying to, like, get someone to reveal themselves, he might, like, freeze one of, you know, freeze the legs of one of the bystanders. Mm -hmm. This one is like, nah, I'm going to set my polar bear, and my polar bear is going to maul somebody to death until I find the person I'm looking for. He called it Nachka. Yeah. <laughs> he nicknamed his polar bears. Mm-hmm. That's how far gone Mr. Freeze is. He has nicknamed <laughs> a set of polar bears. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> they were she, well, one of them just gotcha. How one of them just guards his gun. <laughs> oh, Dick. Ooh. Oof. See, I'm just okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna shut up because it's animation. <laughs> And I mean, and you could tell too, Dick knew what he was doing. He was going to punch the dome. He was going to try to break the dome. That is true. Yes. So he's got, what was that? Shaka and Nacha? Nachka and Shoka. Oh, that's just cold. <laughs> exactly. Dick, get out of the way. Good man. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing I will say that I miss is that in this movie, his shots with the freeze gun doesn't have that, like, really cool sound effect that it had in, like, Heart of Ice. No, they have the same sound. At least it sounds the same to me. I don't know. There's just something. I, I feel like the Heart of Ice one just had a little bit cooler bit of a sound effect. And here, too, Freeze don't care. He's just going to run over everything. I like how Dick's like, I'm just going to take your bike, dude. Mm -hmm. Here, take my Corvette. They've established that Corvettes exist in this universe. I'm also, like, 90% convinced that the bike Robin drives in Batman and Robin is kind of based on that bike they have there. Yeah, probably. This is also, this whole chase sequence is really fun, but this right here, you can see how they're integrating the computer animation with the hand-drawn animation, and yeah. it actually mostly works. Yeah, it actually doesn't look bad at all, all things considered, given the time frame. You know, you compare that to something like the, uh, oof, the combination of the hand-drawn and computer animation in, say, like, uh, the Spider-Man animated series. Oh, yeah. Moving east on Highway 10. Now this is a car chase. Mm-hmm. 
And, and Dick's not even in costume. He don't with, care. With the Nightwing colors, too, funny enough. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, God, Mr. Freeze, you are nuts. He does not care. <laughs> See, computer generated again, and it actually yep. looks really well done. All things considered. Ooh. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Freeze ain't paying no toll. Why would he? See, like that shot, really well done. Computer animated and zooms in on the hand-drawn character. Yes. And the cops just... <laughs> I don't understand how... Okay, the first two I can kind of understand. The third one, the fourth, I'm just like, guys, they're right there. <laughs> and even that, this sh this right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like how the cops impressed. Another combination there with the computer animation. Mm-hmm. Really well done shot right there, where he mm -hmm. looks back, grabs his gun. This is right here. This is genuinely like Mr. Freeze was ready to kill this person. Oh, 100%. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. Yep. He has no idea it's Robin, but he was willing to kill this person. <laughs> Lucky that tree was there, Dick. Goodbye, Nightwing cycle. Even though he's not Nightwing yet. <laughs> <laughs> the perks of being an acrobat. Mm-hmm. Poor Dick Grayson. He tried. He did. Okay, now imagine being woken up by this slime ball. <laughs> and he's in a tuxedo nonetheless, too. And you're like, oh. And you're like in this dirty, dungy room. And then he goes, here, take some pills. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't <laughs> scream nightmare in any capacity whatsoever. Ooh. Damn, freeze. Do as you're told. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. He was about to do what I think he was about to do. Oh, Mr. Freeze. Freeze has no time for anybody's shenanigans in this movie. Not today. Yeah, I forgot about that. I just watched this not too long ago, and I forgot that he was about to backhand Barbara Gordon. Yeah. And here comes Commissioner Gordon just like a bat out of hell. Oh, of course. His daughter's missing. Yep. Harvey Bullock. Set up checkpoints at a 20 mile radius all the way down to the ocean. Oh, bud. 
Come on now. See, he's in, he's acting entirely emotional mm-hmm. right now. He's he's in unhinged. He's worried. That's why he's doing everything he can with a twenty mile yeah. radius. That's already you know simple protocol. But I like that what he said to that cop. Why are you still standing here? <laughs> Barbara's listed as a blood donor. Yeah, do your job, Bullock. (laughs) Bruce just nonchalantly standing there. (laughs) <laughs> waiting for the nurse to leave. <laughs> yeah. It's like close the door. you know Victor Freeze's wife <laughs> you know any other movie yeah I know I that, was thinking the same thing that would have looked incredibly <laughs> awkward oh that looks especially, even more awkward especially given the sound effects yep <laughs> that's exactly what I thought when I was watching this. oh my gosh uh, and it makes it even worse because you got two gentlemen there. One's in a mm-hmm. in a suit, and one's in a another suit. It's just man, man I'm just yeah. having too many thoughts about this right now. <laughs> They're coming into drugger, right? Now, right here, when he shoots this, that would have killed her. Hundred <laughs> percent. What is he doing? You need her alive. But this just shows like how crazy Freeze is going in this. Yeah, he, he he doesn't give a shit. He's he's done. No Fs to give now. Kick him in the face. Oh, why didn't you kick him in the face? Yeah, she could have got a good kick right there. Right. And then see here, she you know he's he's behind her. The view he's got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He looks awkward. <laughs> he looks so awkward crawling through that vent. Did she? I forget. Does she wind up in? Yes, yeah, she does. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee. Let me just kick the door open. Oh, it's kind of cold. In the... Oh, it's cold in here. <laughs> I wonder how Freeze got the room to be so cold. Well, that's the next best thing he could do next. Oh, that that shot really creeped me out. Dude. Freeze has no time.
<laughs> Everyone in Gotham knows who you are. Well, she's not wrong. It's always been about her, Barbara. You're with the only few people with a rare blood type. No hospitals and no more questions. Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh, Mr. Freeze. I mean, he could just freeze her legs. They don't need her legs. She doesn't know that. <laughs> Ooh, there went the door. Mm, Batgirl don't care. Batgirl's got a pipe. She doesn't have her suit, though. You know, now, yeah, I was just about to say, that one scene where we saw oh. her fighting those thugs at the beginning that's the only time we see her in the suit in the whole movie mm -hmm. and she just let out the polar bears those Come things are pets. quick do you think they can really run that fast I don't know if they can really run that fast I would imagine so I don't know I like how one's superbly white and other one's yeah. just like kind of a dirtier white You're not quite out of the woods yet, honey. No. No, because the revelation here of where they are <laughs> yeah. was always the big... I always... This is one thing I did remember, was the fact that when they kidnapped her, they took her to it and then abandoned an oil rig. Yeah. Which, for this kind of situation, this operation, if you wanted to do it, you know, mm -hmm. so off the radar, and, you know, you live this close... You're in Gotham City, you're bound to find something like this, right? Yeah, you got nowhere to run, Barbara. Nope. Well, there's a boat down there. I mean, it's a pretty big oil rig. She could just go hide somewhere. This is true. Oh, nope. slip fall. Uh, slip and a fall. Gothcorp, the people's company. This is where Bruce actually gets more concrete detail on Mr. Belson. Gregory mm -hmm. Belson, blue-eyed slimeball, Mr. Gregory Belson. Eyes, Bruce. Yeah, he's already putting together in his head all what's going on. And I do got to say, I do appreciate the, the brisk pace that this movie goes. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, it's only an hour long. But, you know, given that fact that it's only an hour long, they move the plot along very quickly, just enough to give you the info that you need so that you can move on 
you know, to the next exciting portion. Right. Doesn't ever really seem to drag. You don't have to chain me up, you creep. See, it just gets... He's putting her in a chain now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the assumptions you can draw from this movie, let me tell you. Yeah. Shame on me. <laughs> and there's the there's the motivation. I don't care what I have to mm-hmm. do to get her back. And it's like, you know what? As evil as you've been, I can still understand that. Mm-hmm. That's one of the major appeals with Mr. Freeze. You can totally relate to what he's going through. It's Holmes and Watson. I mean, Batman and Robin. (laughs) Hope it's a listed number. Ah, uh, that Batmobile, man. Oh, speaking of Batmobiles, I you know what I got today? The Lego, oh, yeah? The Lego Batmobile oh. to the Batman. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, man, he even gave her the wink. Playa. 13 next summer. Gotta let her know that you're getting older. Oh, that's morbid. <laughs> yeah. I want to know that story. So how how does parents die? How'd Freeze come across him? Freeze probably killed his parents. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got a point there. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. And I like that, too. You know, he's like, Freeze isn't that bad of a person. He just wants his wife back. Even the kid can realize it. Liar. (laughs) What a liar. You're not going to hurt her, are you? No, of course not. You liar. the scene where they go visit the stockbroker yeah in his loft imagine you're sleeping and you wake up and you got Batman and Robin looking down at you that's just mm. yikes (laughs) 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 you gotta love it when Batman just scares you know people when he wants information and the thing is like this dude knows that his boss has been kind of you know slummy scummy whatever you want to call it right but at least he's not you know deep in the filth but batman's still just like hey you know some shit you better tell me some shit holy crap and he owes 2.5 million how much did he invest more than he could count jesus that's yeah that's that's bad Who are you going to call? <laughs> You're a stockbroker. <laughs> Gregory, where are you? 
Uh, you see, kids, back in this day, you know, we had to have uh, cassette tapes in our phones to do our voicemail. Yeah. See, there's the mistake. You answered the phone while there was a ship driving by. Mm-hmm. Sailing. <laughs> They're just out of there. He's not going to sleep right for a week. Mm-mm. always love the bats in the bat cave even like the detail on the cave in this this mm-hmm. movie even feels a little bit more polished too now this is what we like to call old school audio mm-hmm. <laughs> Like legitimate old school audio mixing. Sounds like a bell. I like how Batman had conveniently has mm-hmm. maps of the ocean surrounding Gotham <laughs> by him. That's just that's Batman. You better hurry up, oh, Batman. Oh, this is just weird. See again, it's chained up, shadowy figure. Man, we're we're taking this to some dark places. <laughs> and now he pulls out this certain yeesh. Hand. Yep, big yeesh. Oh, man, she whipped him. Yeah, she did. Oh, oh, sorry. There went that fun. Oh, oh God. Oh, no. <laughs> the shadows. Oh, my God. Okay. Now we're back to some <laughs> CGI animation here, and I got to admit, yep. this actually doesn't look half bad. No. Looks like really good, actually. Mm-hmm. It's a medical term for an organ transplant. Uh-oh. Robin's like, what? <laughs> oh, blue flame, you don't say. Mm-hmm. You know what I noticed, too, here? I love this. The exit oh my has God. the bat symbol on That's it. That's so cool. <laughs> Bruce took the time to paint the bat symbol on the exit. That he did. Or he had Alfred do it. Oh, jeez, he, man. Pro- he probably had Alfred do it. Maybe he had Alfred and Dick do it. See, the kid, oh, you see, you open your door, you see a woman getting dragged away. Ay, ay, ay. See, there's a potential Robin right there. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Again, freeze. You, you could just freeze her legs. Yeah, he could. Yeah. 
Okay, if not for this kid, she would have not mm-hmm. gotten away. Nope. Kunak, go. <laughs> Mr. Freeze just legit just stood mm-hmm. there while dude picked up the kid that he cared for and tossed him aside. It's like, come on, man. Well, there's a good way to distract Freeze so you can get away. Okay, how is he going to hit the back of that tree and not get impaled by any of the sharp objects? Yeah. What? Never mind, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> one of those would have gotten into his back you would think right okay this is this is <laughs> yeah. just like why would <laughs> yeah just man okay <laughs> i like that kind of play on the 89 batman theme there yeah See, again, CG works here. I do like that they used it when they felt it was appropriate, and I feel like they made a lot of appropriate calls with the use of the CGI animation. Mm-hmm. There's Barbara being chased by polar bears! <laughs> <laughs> well, Batman's had shark repellent in the past. Where's the polar bear repellent? Oh, I don't think they'll need it in this movie. Those polar bears, those bears will get their due. Using those Batgirl acrobatic skills. Right. Okay, his, then you got his, his, here. his eyes went from black to blue to black to blue. <laughs> <laughs> These are fuel tanks, you idiot. He doesn't give a shit. It's like, oh, man. Doesn't even care. It's like, you idiot. And why are you shooting at her? If you kill her, this whole thing goes to crap. Right. And do you really want to be the one that goes and tells Mr. Freeze, sorry, I killed your one chance of bringing Nora back? I bet you weren't expecting Batman. (laughs) Sucker. Yeah, you better run, punk. Boom! Robin turned him into a surfboard. Ah, boy. Uh. (laughs) Oh, dick. Barbara! This really could, you know, like I said, with it only being an hour long, this definitely could have been a solid two-episode feature. But I get it, you know, a little bit bigger budget, so they were able to do more of the CG. You know, I think it probably could have even maybe been a three-parter, because the usual episode mm-hmm. times are 22 minutes, and this is like True. an hour and six yeah. tops. So this, this whole thing on the oil rig, the final confrontation, would probably be the third episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Batman is one tough SOB if he can right. pull back a polar bear like that. Total boss move right there. There's the other one, though. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> it's like, uh. Oof. Aww. Damn. 
Well, she is Barbara Gordon after all. Hmm. Stay on target. <laughs> Where's like crap? <laughs> and in the water they go. Now, there's a line if I'd ever seen one. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You! <laughs> His delivery of that. You yeah. just seem so surprised. It's like, come on, man. You know damn good and well Batman was going to come foil this. Come on, now. He frees an entire, well, not an entire, but he frees hmm. the whole control room of a crane. That gun is powerful. Barbara! <laughs> she gets put through the ringer in this. Oh, yeah. Still, still trucking along, though. Oh, he's finally up. Yeah. Look at him. Look at this. Look at this mess that you made. Jerk. <laughs> the whole place is going to blow any minute. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to blow up. That's for sure. I mean, it is an oil rig. You caught it on fire. I like how the Batwing's still just stable on the helipad. No big mm -hmm. deal. Just chilling. This will pushes him into the falling debris. Dick. <laughs> right? Gregory, help me! Did he even get his gold? That's the thing. I don't think so. This jerkwad decides to go after the one boat of the entire rig. Like, yeah. you jerk. Brace yourself. Batman using them crane skills. Right. That's probably the smartest thing they could have done, all things considered. You know, you would think, though, Bruce, knowing he was going up against Mr. Freeze, would have brought some, like, heat weaponry of some kind. Eh. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or a can of uh, chicken soup. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the, like, yep. Well, even that, that right there is just, like, humanity right there. Like, mm -hmm. even after all the shit that they've done, after all the things Mr. Freeze has done, he's sitting with a broken leg, like, help me, and Batman's like, alright. Because it's the right thing to do.
do the right thing, Robin. Hmm. You know, the colors of Batman himself and Rotwell, but yeah. like they just look really, really good. They really did a great job balancing the blue and the black with the mm -hmm. gray and the yellows. Really good job on the animation here. You know, now I think about it, why didn't Freeze, like, here, take my Freeze gun and uh, <laughs> use it to take care of some of these flames, huh? Because he's Mr. Freeze and he's probably pretty peculiar about his weaponry. <laughs> oh, and this, this is satisfying right here. With uh, douchebag getting away. Robin getting the Batwing ready. Gets off just in time, too. Right. Just oh, the and then, oh, falls. what a shame. Oh. <laughs> poor SOB. Tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to worry about his uh, 2.5 million anymore, though. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Nora. And Kunak. <laughs> poor kid. Oh, man. I feel so bad for that kid. He's like, I didn't ask for any of this. Nope. <laughs> I was just a lonely little Eskimo boy somewhere in the Arctic before Mr. Freeze pulled me aside. Saved my life. <laughs> Where's my Konak series? <laughs> I want a Kunak series. Yeah, what series. happens to him after this? Right? Like, what, well, I want to see what, what hero or villain he becomes. I mean, he is an orphan. Do you think Bruce would be interested in taking him under his wing? He's probably like, nah, Robin's enough. <laughs> if only Nora would wake up and like maybe fan some flames I don't know <laughs> I'm terrible stop it <laughs> freeze to the rescue yep You can even kind of see the fact that his leg's kind of broken, too. Yeah. Just a little bit. Oh, and that animation, that look of his stone there, it's probably mm -hmm. the best it's ever looked. Oh, no. Where's Robin? God, that thing is lighting this, off. This like rig is just July. done. <laughs> oh, yeah. That thing is lighting up, like, 4th of July. You can also even see the CGI there as well. Mm-hmm. What I appreciate, though, like, I like the way they did it, because you could tell that they realized that by making the characters CG, they weren't going to be able to get as much detail out of the characters. So mm -hmm. you, they keep the focus point on the big item you know the bat wing or the cars and the car chase so that way you're not distracted by the little the the not as detailed characters how did he go from laying down next to an elevator to almost behind the <laughs> ledge that's what i really want to know cracked your dome again poor mr freeze batman's like i'm gonna save you right yeah and then reality's Ouch. like not today uh. That's a good shot. 
That is. I agree completely. You can kind of tell he's visibly frustrated by the fact he couldn't save Mr. Mm -hmm. Freeze, too. Yep. And he would have saved him if it had not been for that debris. That is true. I, I think he would have absolutely been able to save him if not for that debris. That's a great shot. Yeah. Jumping across the fire. Honestly, you know, him getting escaping that explosion isn't half bad yeah. at all, altogether. And then he just grapples up to the bat wing. I think that's just <laughs> genius. Really well done there, Bruce. Jeez. Yeah. And again, with the, the blue, the blacks, the grays, yep. really well done. All because Belson was an idiot. Poor Kunak. Having to watch his parents die twice now. That's unfortunate. Yep. Seriously, though, where where is where's my Kunak series? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want it now. Becomes an Arctic Batman. Okay, I'd take that. I'd absolutely <laughs> take that. An Arctic Batman? That hasn't been done yet, I don't think. And there He lives. He lives. As he always does. They make more of a point to show you that Mr. Freeze is bound to survive something like that than the Joker. I find that hysterical. <laughs> yeah. I find that 110% comical as shit. Oh my god. This genuinely surprised me. Again, not ever seeing this. Oh, how they revive Nora Freeze? Yeah. Yeah. And how he's just outside, kind of shoveling mm -hmm. snow. But he's totally cool with the fact that his wife is okay. Which, you know, that is a really great ending for him as a person. Yeah. This is really touching, too, how he cries and it freezes. I didn't even catch that, but you're right. Yeah. Like, up until just watching it right now, you're mm -hmm. right. Like, yeah, it is. Schnikes. <laughs> and that got frozen... got an ice cast. Right, that frozen ice cast. And his bears! <laughs> now, here's the thing. They said that she was revived because of the successful surgery, but wasn't the whole point of it that free... I know, because he didn't, he didn't want to wait. That was it. Yeah. Because there were no dead donors, so they I guess right. maybe they waited and did the funding to get a dead donor. Well, you'd have to imagine if it was all funded by Wayne Enterprises, it might have been fast-tracked. Yeah. <laughs> Starring the voice talents of Kevin Conroy as Batman, Michael Ansara as Mr. Freeze. We also have Lauren Lester as Robin, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. as Alfred, George Zunda as Dr. Gregory Belson, Robert Costanza as Detective Bullock, Bob Hastings, Commissioner Gordon, Mary Kay Bergman, Barbara Gordon. Yeah, man. This is a great movie. Mm-hmm. All things considered. Again, I mean, you short know, and sweet. I got I got thoughts, but, you know, yeah. on, on the whole, I had a fun time with it. And I think that's, that's ultimately what you have to take away from any kind of viewing experience. Did you have fun with it? Yes. Absolutely. Yep. There you go. 
you know, that trying, I know I've seen some things where they compare, you know, oh, well, it's not as good as Mask of the Phantasm. It's just not fair to compare it to something like that. Yeah, this, this movie came well after Mask of the Phantasm, and it tried to be not so much contained as it was just so experimental, and I can appreciate yeah. that. And you know, interesting enough, uh, again, I always try to look at like little tidbits about what we watch, and apparently this was going to be... Let's see. Where did I see it here? It was going to have... There was going to be a follow-up movie. Hmm. Um, yeah, here it is. After the success of this movie, Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, Warner Brothers greenlit the production of a third installment, which was going to be entitled Batman Arkham. <laughs> Boyd Kirkland, the director of Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, was attached to write and direct. The film would have would have had Batman and Robin facing off against a collection of Arkham Asylum escapees, in addition to Batman finding himself falling in love with a new love interest planned to be voiced by Angie Harmon. The main hmm. cast of Batman the Animated Series was attached to reprise their roles. Stephen E. Gordon also drew some art concept for the film. However, the movie was finally canceled in favor of Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Oh, well. Interesting. Very interesting. That would have been interesting, honestly. A Batman the Animated Series movie where... It's Batman and Robin just facing off with the Arkham. That would that would definitely have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a very different movie than Return of the Joker, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well that was that was fun. That was a fun watch. I'm glad we got got that in there for our for, for our show. And yeah. for for anyone who want wants to watch along or you know send us feedback. Speaking of which we do we did get an email. I did, I did message you about that. Oh, yeah, that's we, right. We did, in fact, get an email. So for anyone who has anything, any questions, recommendations, or anything, any comments, you know, feel free to email us at eternalnightpod at gmail.com. And, and our first email f comes from uh, Mr. Matthew Malecki, and it says, Hey, Philip and Craig, I have a comment and a question. I was thinking about this during your discussion of it's never too late, but it makes sense that the reason that Batman the Animated Series used mob bosses Rupert Thorne and Stromwell is because Carmine Falcone and Sal Maroney weren't yet as prominent as they would become later. The series debuted in 1992. Falcone and Maroney became much bigger characters after the publication of Long Halloween in 1996 and 1997. That makes sense. That does make a lot of sense. As far as my question, do you guys have plans to review comics on the show? And if so, will you take any recommendations? I love the format and the episodes you've been doing so far, but to me, that would elevate the podcast even more. Keep up the great work, guys. Matt Malecki. Well, thank you for thank you for turning that in, Matt. We greatly appreciate it. I know Craig and I have talked a little bit about doing comics here and there, but since he's just getting back into it, we, we, we're kind of just going with the flow for now but we're not opposed to it. And if you have any recommendations, if anyone has any recommendations, by all means, you know, let us know. Yeah, I think that would actually, that'd be really fun, you know, seeing as how I'm getting back into the comics, you know, if someone were to make like, you know, oh, hey, I recommend that you guys check out, you know, this series or this this graphic novel mm -hmm. and, you know, turn it into kind of a book club thing where we both, you know, read it and then discuss it. That That could be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I could absolutely, we could probably definitely get something like that going. That sounds like 
definitely a lot more fun because we already have, you know, legendary moments of the Dark Knight. We're two volumes uh-huh. deep into that. I'm sure we can maybe try and squeeze in one more in before the year's end, and also before we do our other commentary track. <laughs> Which I gotta get on the horn with Terrence and see if he's okay with he wants to join in on that. I'm sure he'll love to. Yeah, that'd be fun. But <laughs> I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm still looking at my notes about Sub Zero and. Uh, <laughs> According to Wikipedia, it was the highest-rated direct-to-video Batman film of all time until wow. Batman Under the Red Hood took over the title. Um, yeah. TV, yeah, <laughs> TV Guide praised the film for being more enjoyable and far less campy than Joel Schumacher's first two live-action Batman movies. So they were already throwing shade at Joel Schumacher even back then. Wow. More than likely because Mr. Freeze was the villain in the second film, funny enough. But Yeah. Yeah yeah that tracks that makes a lot of sense but you know all in all I think I would probably give it what are we doing I would say maybe a solid 4 out of 5 that's what I was saying solid 4 again it's really quick you know would it have been you know more interesting to see like maybe a little bit more further character development you know a little bit more to it would probably have increased it but i mean for what it is at only an hour long it's totally sufficient i think if i had any gripes it's definitely uh it's definitely the 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 things you could come to come to conclusions to if you just watch it without the sound (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely but i think outside of that in terms of experimentation and what they wanted to do and where they placed a lot of the cgi was really well done um Mm -hmm. i think in in the hour time frame that it had it was very crisp very well paced in that regard i don't really have too many gripes outside of the fact of only seeing Mm -hmm. barbara gordon's suit once throughout the entire entirety of it but even then like given the nature of the plot and what it you know enticed it almost feels like there wasn't a point in which it would have made too much sense to have her be in that costume outside of the very beginning Mm -hmm. of the story and you would feel like it would almost be kind of phoning it in if let's say you know somehow her suit gets to the oil rig and she changes into her then then you're just it's not making any sense and you're getting to that point (laughs) not not to dish on him but you're getting to like that Joel Schumacher point where they just want to have the characters in their suits so that they can have a fight scene in their suits. Right, right. And it becomes a little too ham-fisted. Yeah. But, you know, all in all, four out of five. Greatly enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, I think that is where we're going to, you know, kind of put a pin in it. We don't have a Batman the Anime Series to watch this week, but Craig and I, again, been very busy. So uh, as, as a consolation prize for all you fine folks out there, you get two episodes next time <laughs> for our next episode when we decide to do whatever's next we'll more than likely be doing two episodes of Batman the Animated Series <laughs> and for reference that next one is in fact Joker's favor and there's we'll, the one after that will be looking it up right now it is going to be let's see Batman the Animated Series after Joker's favor it is pretty poison Ah, Poison Ivy. Yeah, so it looks like our next two episodes, uh, again, Joker's Favor, Pretty Poison, Joker and Poison Ivy episodes. I've, it's been a long time since I've watched Joker's Favor. We should really make a point to get that get that done. Boy, man, we just watched something about Mr. Freeze. Pretty soon we're going to be talking about Poison Ivy, and then pretty soon we're going to be watching something that has the two of them together. 
You know, funny enough, speaking of comics, uh, I just wrapped up Batman Fear State and Poison Ivy does make her like grand reappearance at the the tail end of that story. I was reading about that. Yeah, they they do, in fact, bring her back. Her and Harley are officially a thing again. Um, I don't really know how to put it best. So the best way I'm just going to say it as best as I can. Essentially, what happened was um, Poison Ivy. There were two she was split into two essentially like you had yeah a that's lo- what i was reading on a summary so there was the part of her there were parts of there was two parts of her and certain parts of each part had certain aspects to the poison ivy character as a whole and they depending on how you feel about comics continuity you could take it as well one was this poison ivy during this period one was another poison ivy during that period whatever but now that they've come together the character is now 100 percent full pure poison ivy again through and through and i'm very curious to see where current comics will take her huh. funny enough but um that like i mentioned earlier guys if uh, any listeners out there if you have any recommendations please send them our way to eternal night pod at gmail.com or you can also interact with this show on facebook or twitter again t-e-k underscore podcast and uh, you can also find myself at unfiltered on all social platforms you can also find craig craig omega on instagram um craig is there any last words before we sign off for our fellow bat family friends uh just i hope everybody enjoyed uh thanksgiving and uh prepare for the cold as we go into the winter and let's just uh prepare for a freeze <laughs> it's gonna be a pretty cold winter i think and um yeah i'm i'm very curious to see how it will shake out and how much colder it's going to get but until then everyone uh stay safe stay frosty take it easy happy holidays and take it easy thanks everyone thank you pardon me sir i've just completed the research on this list i've found something rather disturbing what is it it seems these are surgical supplies used in an allograft procedure. Oh, no. What is it? It's the medical term for an organ transplant. What? I think you'd better hurry. This podcast is not affiliated with Warner Media or DC Entertainment. All thoughts shared belong to those involved and not the companies they happen to work for or be talking about. Drop us an email at eternalnightpod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at T-E-K underscore podcast. Thank you.